Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Bingetown TV. I am Paul, and with me today is our boy Luke. And today we are here to talk about Rick and Morty Season 5, Episode 4, Rick Dependent Spray. Now, I know this is a very controversial episode in, in regards to whether or not people liked it or absolutely hated it. But I'll tell you right now, I loved it, and I'll explain it why throughout this episode. But I need to say right off the bat, because our homeboy Kyle would absolutely kill us if we didn't, but Kyle Mooney helped write this episode, which is also known as Kyle from Good Neighbor Stuff, the YouTube phenomenon before their day, better known for his role on Saturday Night Live right now. Maybe that's why I loved it. But Luke, what are your thoughts coming off of, you know, episode three? Because you didn't you weren't on the last episode. So what are your thoughts on that one first? Yeah, so for episode three, I would be lying if I didn't say it took me multiple sittings to watch it, partly because the first time I watched it that Sunday night when it came out, I fell asleep. Not the fault of the episode, but the second time I watched it, I found myself not really gripped by the plot, not laughing too much, didn't feel like there was a lot to write home about. So I I do think episode three was the worst of the season. And I also, of course, like I'm always in tune with how people react to these episodes because as soon as I'm done watching any Rick and Morty episode, I'm always just read it right away or just different social medias just to see reactions and look at more conversations. And I was very shocked to see the such a negative reaction to episode four because I'm usually on the side of like, I love to complain about things. I think that's the kind of fan I am. I think it's just fun to pick par- things apart. And then when things are perfect, it's even better. But I honestly didn't even identify with a lot of the reasons people hated this episode. The most common things I was seeing was, I guess, I guess because it was a little anti, anti-political, correct? Wait, what the fuck am I trying to say? Uh, Politically incorrect. Po- yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, politically incorrect, <laughs> specifically against women. That jo- that running joke happened throughout everything Beth and Summer were doing. And then also, of course, just like the incest baby at the end. But like none of that really bothered me. And not to say that I'm an insensitive person. I just feel like it, as far as Rick and Morty goes, that shit didn't that seemed surface level. If you're going to get butthurt over that stuff. Yeah. And what I think it is, because the notoriously least liked episode before this was the dragon episode which Mm -hmm. i fucking loved as well and i mean everybody's entitled to their own opinion i'm not my opinion is not right your opinion is not right or wrong but i think what it is is people get uncomfortable Mm -hmm. i think it's because of this scene where it's just jizz and they think it's like uh like the the sex dragons in the jacking cave fucking hysterical to me some people might not think that's funny at all and maybe that's what it is. People said, like, I, I was so upset to see Morty go back to acting like a 14 year old after he had such a, mm-hmm. a character building episode of episode three. But what? What? So he's never allowed to be a 14 year old boy. I don't know. I just didn't agree with that point. And I think a lot of it has to do with people want the story. I think people want like me included. I I, mm-hmm. I want to know what's going on with uh you know, the canon Rick and Morty that we've been following. And it seems like, I don't know, this isn't it. This isn't this isn't giving any any new information that we haven't known. There's also a theory about that, about, you know. Yeah, we can talk about that a little bit, because another thing I noticed right away for this episode is, again, we don't get any portal gun. Exactly. And I, it was a terrestrial uh, adventure. This which... feels way too planned for the portal gun to not have made a single appearance when it's pretty much been an almost every single episode prior to season five. Yeah. That's why I'm waiting for 
this the beginning of this season it feels like all build up it's introducing these characters like every episode has a character and then they just kind of walked off of the way and mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like they teed them up for something later on this season and i i've seen people theorizing like this could all be like morty hooked up to something th- like imagining this or god knows what because it could literally be anything because their writing is amazing um I really hope that it's addressed at least like at least even if it's not like for a specific purpose, like this whole season is going to be in a simulation or something and they come out at the end and it's like a huge finale. At least I want like a singular episode that it's addressed. Like even if it's episode five, the next one where they say, okay, blah, 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 portal gun episode. That's fine. Then that's all solved for me. But like back to this episode itself, just to, you know, paint a picture of how negatively viewed this episode was. So I I just looked this up. I don't know if you saw this. I think we were talking about it a little bit in our group chat for the podcast, but on IMDb, this episode received a Mm 5.8 and no episode in the history of the show ever received anything lower than a 7.7 before, meaning this is significantly worse than any rated Rick and Morty episode of the entire series. And that episode that I'm referring to that had the 7.7 was interdimensional cable Two, which was fine. So the gap between the second lowest and the lowest by critic, like this is by far the worst episode of Rick and Morty from a critic point of view. And I, I don't understand that at all. If I didn't have access to the internet after watching this episode, you couldn't have paid me to say that this episode was worse than the last one. Oh yeah. That's what I'm saying. What did they give? What did the critics give last one? Cause that m- must be, that is an atrocity. I, I don't understand because they, my big thing about last episode, they didn't make jokes. That like this is a sitcom. Last episode got an eight. What? What? That's such a pretty big jump. Like the first two episodes of this season, nine point one nine, and I totally am down. I thought the first episode is my favorite so far. The season nine point. I mean, uh, episode two was great as well. It just was a little bit less funny. It was still incredibly written. Mm. And then three for me would have felt like if you if I you were to blind guess these ratings, I would have thought three episode three had the five point eight rating. I I think I gave episode three a five. Like that's what I rated it last episode. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty I, crazy, man. I did not ex- anticipate this, and I hope it do- it doesn't put such a bad taste in the fans of Rick and Morty that everything's going to be-, be viewed through a negative lens going forward. Because it was not that bad. No, it was not. And and it didn't I, do anything that ruined anything permanently. It was just a weird adventure. I get it. Uh, yeah, I personally, I thought this was some of the prime time rick and morty conversations jokes back at each other mm-hmm. ripping each other i thought it was phenomenal and my favorite side character of the entire show made an appearance and i thought he did great with it the president oh fuck yeah i fucking love the president I, he he's just so funny whenever he's on the screen mm-hmm. and we got that clip of him in episode two i didn't think he was going to be making an appearance so quick again but they're they're shattering that trope of just you know hinting at a character and then you think you're not going to see him for a while like they've done that with Space Beth at the end of last season already brought her back. Mm-hmm. The president little hint early. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Mr. Nimbus is in the end of the season sometime, somehow. Definitely. Like, I'm all about that because it's it's it seems like it's subverting your expectations by doing that because because what we're used to in the past seasons. But I don't know. Let, I'm ready to go right into it, though, because there's some funny things that happen. Of course, you know, we'll we'll dance around the, the sperm stuff, but whatever. <laughs> we'll figure it out. I won't I'll talk about it all day. <laughs> um, but the first thing I wanted to say, there's so many good things about this episode. And one of the ones right off the bat opening scene, we finally get Beth. Oh, my God. I couldn't think of her name. We finally got Beth as a horse surgeon again. We haven't gotten a reference from that since like season one where it had like two or three references. So Mm -hmm. 
I was talking to somebody about this. Sorry if you're listening. I can't remember who it was. And we were dying for it to come back just because they never referenced it. And right here, show the horse dead and getting run on the gurney. And what does Morty see? But horse jacker 3000, <laughs> which him just staring at it, him just turning it on and just watching it pulsate and him just drooling. Ike was dying laughing. The artwork for the whole too is yeah. ridiculous. Oh my god, it was so good. And of course, he's like, "Hey, do you need any after school volunteers?" And you know, he's fucking that. Skip a week later, and we have Morty, who is just pure ecstasy, happy that he's been fucking this horse machine, and sitting on the roof. And he sees Rick pushing along a barrel of sperm, horse sperm, mm -hmm. and his mind starts going. They have a conversation in the lab real quick about. The Chuds, who have we been introduced to the Chuds? This is the first name drop of them in the series. I believe it's the first. Yeah, because I would have remembered them because I fucking loved the Chuds faction. I thought they were hilarious. The horses. Yeah. Uh, but Rick's whole plan is that he wants to deal with the underground empire of fighting horses that Earth's been at war at with for a while now. Just casually being thrown in there as canon now. And his whole plan, I, I couldn't even understand what the plan was because he was just going to pump a shitload of manpower through like energy through the horse sperm to, did he explain it further than that? Cause I feel like I watched it twice and I still didn't really know what his original goal was. I thought he was going to like reproduce horses and just like slaughter them in front of the Chuds or something just Holy to piss shit. them off. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I thought he was doing. He was like, be doing an atrocity of god just to piss them off mm -hmm. real quick i just want to say chud uh is a reference to cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers from a 1984 uh film by dan or i'm sorry starring daniel stern um so that's where it came from it was another reference okay there were cool. so many references to different pop culture things like the end credit scene i thought was stupid kind of mm -hmm. and then I learned it was a reference to something else. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, it, it was uh, reminiscent of Ray Bradbury's short story, The Rocket Man, and his anthology novel, The Illustrated Man. So it's like, this actually is pulled from something. If you don't know it, which I didn't, I was like, okay, that's weird. Seems like they've been really on point with their references because me, you, and Dave, when we did episode two, the decoy episode, that one was riddled the, the, with just random things. And I didn't know the Star Fox boss at yeah, the end. Yeah, that was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Real quick, I just want to jump back to Beth in the opening scene because she had an amazing line where she comes out from washing her hands and she uh, she says, all right, uh, let's go see whatever piece of Marvel shit you kids are jizzing about these days. <laughs> I guess Morty's a little bit being um defensive over rick checking the dna of the sperm because he doesn't want to get mm. caught so it, it causes the huge quote-unquote space sperm he has a great line <laughs> rick's talking about you know measure twice cut once mm -hmm. especially with semen <laughs> like what um and then uh, one of the, the biggest reason i love this episode is because rick was just phenomenal this was prime time rick even though he wasn't as in control as usual his lines were hysterical. Yeah. And and when he, he's owning the blame in the beginning. Yeah. So funny. And he's saying to Morty, like, what the fuck? Like, why don't you want me to check that this is horse semen? And Morty's like, just read it. It's right there on the label. Just trust the label. It's like, wow, you millennials have a weird hill to die on. Like, you always <laughs> die on random hills like that. But yeah, the space sperm and the first joke that we get, the, the recurring joke is space sperm. I wonder how big space dicks are. <laughs> so after the release of these space sperm, it just kind of turns the whole North American area into an apocalyptic battle where these enormous sperm are running around as monsters. And of course, Rick and his family are armed. 
But we cut away to our next scene of Rick having all the Smiths in the car. They're trying to escape. They're trying to plan out what they're going to really be doing here. And this is when, you know, the car gets destroyed by one of the space sperm. And then the president's people make an appearance in a helicopter. They want to talk to Rick and find out what the fuck's going on. Because, of course, the president's going to instantly blame Rick on the, uh, about this problem at first. So the, all the Smiths get transported to the president's war room. He gives the breakdown of how he thinks it's either Rick or the Chuds, which is cool because the president's very aware of the history of their <laughs> ongoing war on their war. That's been with, I think, I think they gave a an amount of years at some point in this episode. I might have it later in my notes, but it's like a hundred year war or something like that. Mm-hmm, something wild. Yeah. Which is crazy. And then also we get the sperm expert who's brought in and he talks about like where the sperm are going to go. And they all find out that it's going to be like the Grand Canyon because, you know, it looks like a vagina or whatever it is. Dr. Shabubu. Yeah. So there's a couple things here we can talk about, but that's really the next chunk of things that happen. Yeah. So again, just to go back to one of my favorite Rick lines, he's in the car and Jerry has Jerry has like one line and it is space sperm, like sperm from space. Rick hits him with a very impressive verbal forensic work there, Jerry. <laughs> just every time just shits on him. It feels like Jerry had another... That, the last time they were in the car, he had that dumbass quote about uh, Mr. Always Wants to Be Haunted, remember? Yeah. Because he's just always like focused on the wrong shit. Yeah. And um, episode three, Jerry was playing the board game and when Beth was arguing with Rick and Planetina because she didn't approve of them, mm-hmm. Jerry goes up to say, hey, and they go, shut up, Jerry, and goes, OK. So he's <laughs> like he's like been getting shut down every single episode. And I wonder if that's part of the dream or he's in or whatever, whatever these Ooh, episodes was that are. that a prediction, a hard prediction? Yeah, a dream? yeah, or something like that, whatever, whatever this is, because <laughs> it does feel like this isn't our. You know, this feels like they're all decoys going on their own adventure, pretty much. I really wouldn't be surprised. I'm kind of hoping for something that grand Mm because then it would be the writers giving the fucking middle finger to everybody not being patient and just waiting for the season to play out. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. But another great line. So the president's asking Rick, like, hey, how did all this happen? Like, what's going on? And, you know, Sanchez is saying, you know, uh, like all these fables. What if they were all space from the get? So automatically he's like dude rick you're bullshitting morty you've always been a straight mm-hmm. shooter uh, uh, you can't prove that <laughs> i started dying laughing all he's thinking about is how jizz is him jizzing is destroying the world right now that gets followed up with uh when the sperm doctor comes in they have caught one of these space sperm and they have him in a cage and he's like oh the first thing we're gonna do is check his dna and see what we can find out about it morty instantly shoots it and and when he gets questioned why he did it, he's like, he had a gun. And the president just says, what are you bringing a fucking guy with a gun in here for? Of course, he's telling the truth. He's Morty. <laughs> this boy does not lie. This boy does not lie. I didn't know that the president fucked with Morty so hard. Uh, he wouldn't even take a selfie with him. I uh, guess it's been since then. Yeah. Now he now fucks with them. I, I guess. Yeah. They like broke out a little bit. God, I love the president. He's so freaking funny, man. I was so happy when I saw the Prez return on this episode. When the choppers come down. Yeah. President would like to speak to you. Saving it for later, but my favorite quote of the episode is definitely his at the end. Um, we'll get to it though. So if we're good there, we have another chunk of uh events I can walk us through. Yeah. Rick, uh, Rick and Morty say, Hey, give us all your nukes and we're good to go, right? Yep. That's the last thing that happens. And now Rick and Morty head to the Grand Canyon with their Marine squad of all guys, to be specific. And then Blazin's also on there, who's like the the ninja. G.I. Joe Snake Eyes kind of guy. Badass. Yeah. So 
while they're on their way to the Grand Canyon, they get dist- they got taken down by a sperm, not catapult. I forget what, they, what it's called because they make a point out to be a catapult. <laughs> trebuchet, yeah, bro. Trebuchet. Uh, they land. They they f- have another quick fight with the sperm. Morty finds Sticky and releases him and gets and he gets free. And then the other quick thing that happens here, and I'll stop talking, is Blazing takes him into the sperm cave. He gets killed after his fuck up, and then uh, the sperm queen appears. So that's like a the next like 10 minutes of the show the first thing i want to comment on is that people were getting upset about the sexism in this episode saying like oh all men i feel like that's a shot at the men that act like that they're these guys are saying like oh like real only real men can do it you women can't meanwhile they're the ones that like are coming up with these ideas so i thought it was the opposite of what people were taking offense for it was calling it out in public and in, in trying or no i agree with that yeah, yeah. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, with i mean they kind of overkilled it a little bit but the beginning the first time they did it was kind of funny when summer pitches the idea of the egg and then they just say what the fuck are you talking about and then the sperm doctor, doctor pitches the same thing and that leads to the hilarious suicide scene which is fucking awesome yeah um but i was yeah. fucking awesome too dr shibubu was like what about and I get this man a nobel prize <laughs> Like, are you kidding me? That was so good. Yeah, that really was. But Blazin, I loved his ca- how he was drawn and his character. And Rick and Morty are, are doing the typical fanboy thing. Like, oh, if we throw something at him with his eyes closed, I bet he catches it. <laughs> I was cracking him. Man, this guy's so cool. He's just sitting there all chill. Not even worried. Meditating on a helicopter? What? <laughs> and they're so just good. like completely in awe in him for the rest of the episode. But yeah, like you were saying, when he the the sperm gets the trebuchet shoots him out of the sky he like slowly parachutes down and they're like damn not even scratch he's the man one of the i wish dave was on this episode because a quote happens right here after they crash and the main guy marine dude like the alpha is saying um like the first thing he says is we just took a fat l and what we need is a fat p a plan. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Dave always says fat L. I was like, he would have loved that line, but I was cracking up at that because he dies. He proceeds to die almost instantly after mm. the sperm ambush them, stab him through. And he's like, what are we calling these things when he releases the grenade? And he's like, all right, well, I'm about to die. So I'm going to name them Krispy Kremes with a C. So I guess that's <laughs> what the space sperm are actually called. Yeah, I guess so. That was, I think that was might have been the last one we got of them. We got a few before that, like when they're drawing in the dirt there, they're making the plan and then you see the sperm tentacle and they're drawing too. Mm-hmm. Morty says skeeters and somebody else yells ropers. They all, they're like four different things. Yeah, they yeah, just ripped the them all up. Was tr- earlier was trying to go through a couple names. He was just testing them out. He's like, he says it and he like looks at him. He's like, no, nope. <laughs> forget some of the names that he put there, but they were hilarious. I know. I'm pissed. I didn't write it down. They were so good. But yeah, that was ongoing. So <laughs> how joke. do we feel about sticky? He's got the two tails. Yeah, that has to mean something, right? That like, is that a thing? I, I, I feel like. Because he uses the shit out of the two tails. Like, yeah, that, that's how he beat the queen. Yeah. So that was a big thing. Yes. That, and wh- what did you think about Sticky looking at Morty and seeing the golden crotch? Like, yeah. Like it was because he like he recognized that he came. That was his home and came from those. Yeah, testies. that's totally what it was. But it's just it's weird that Morty was like it's like when he touches them, it freaks me out a little bit Like because it's. <laughs> they touch multiple times like they high five a couple times and he just like pets it that freaks me out and then when summer and beth are riding one later it's just mm. creeping me out because what's the consistent like is the consistency just a huge 
puddle of cum? Like that's disgusting. No, no, they're <laughs> the cum is how they transport. They're just oh. they're like organisms. They're just <laughs> it is nasty though to it's think so about. Gross. <laughs> and uh, the noises that they put in there, ridiculous. Yeah, it is. And right after the golden crotch scene, and you know he, he helps Sticky because he's stuck. Good mm-hmm. name, Gape. Rick's about to kill him, and then he he just listens to Morty and lets him go for some reason, which I thought was interesting. Uh, multiple times this episode, he hasn't really questioned him that much, Morty. Yeah, he- yeah, he's just fucking ride or die for Morty. You trust him lately, but so they're like, all right, like what do we do next? And here comes Blazing. <laughs> he's like, when one sense is dulled, the others are heightened. This way, and his he, line. Wait, hold on. His he, line right before that though is is hilarious. He says, um. Oh, something's weird here. Just kidding. This is all normal. It's like something like that. Like uh, he was yeah. questioning if Rick, if, if, you know, you was going to catch on to Morty being a part of this whole thing, but he was like, nah, fuck it. Yeah, and yeah. he's like this way. And <laughs> Morty's like, holy shit, this guy can smell caves. <laughs> yeah. That that's, that's his death. Pretty that much. Is his death. His death is he doesn't make so it too ridiculous. far. It's, he just, he, it, they basically, after they're getting swarmed, they're about to get swarmed. They back up Rick and Morty back up and say, Oh, let Blaze and like let him do his thing. Mm-hmm. And when he just whips the sword out, it goes right up into the ceiling and he jumps for it, it just falls right into yeah. his stomach. He's like, Oh, I can't jump that high. And as soon as it hits him, he's like, All right, well, looks like I'm sperm lunch. Mm-hmm. Tell my wife, pulls out a sports illustrated <laughs> that I'm not wearing your panties. I loved it though. I mean Blazing was great. <laughs> That's what you were saying it. They stand back. They're like, oh, let him do his thing. That's the price for being blazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just like a title that you have. Yeah, I do. Brian said it and I agree with him. I do wish blazing was a little bit cooler. At the same time, I think it's hysterical how he died like a wimp. Yeah, for sure. And then after blazing dies, Rick's like, fuck him. He didn't even buy us any time because they yeah. get cornered. And the new sperm, like the sperm are for some reason, continuously getting a little bit smarter, I mm-hmm. think, throughout the episode. So they disarm all the bombs that Rick set up. And then that's when that the sperm queen makes her appearance. Yeah. And she's just she calls Morty father. And like, that's like the last clip of that part. But it's just, <laughs> she's just crazy looking. Yeah. Um. And Rick gets splooged by one of the sperm and gets stuck against the wall. And he's like, oh, God, this is one of the few times where I would like where I regret being taken alive. <laughs> It's pretty sweet because the next scene we get is, you know, the sperm queen and their lair, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're showing off the machine and Rick's like, hey, what are you doing with my shit? And they're like, all right, well, we got to make an army. And then they have the horse jacker and they talk about you know, what their plan is. And Rick is just in there straight out of Star Wars from when Han Solo gets carbon froze, carbon freezed, carbon frozen. I don't know. One of those. Um, and he's like, yeah. You think you have it bad. I'm stuck here as hand job solo. <laughs> when the process of extracting more sperm from Morty starts happening, Rick knocks himself over and he's yeah. like, Morty asks, Rick, do something, help. And he knocks himself over so he's not watching the whole process. Yeah. But dude, the second the machine touches Morty, there's sperm coming out of the like bigger versions of sperm coming out like instantly. Really? Yeah, like as soon as it touches down. Hilarious. <laughs> I I thought it was amazing. He's He's there on the table getting pumped. And all of a sudden he yells sticky because sticky his boy comes in through the wall. But Rick's like, oh, my God, I know you're not a wordsmith, but Morty, geez, like that's what you say when you come. (laughs) Just absolutely insane. Sticky, the two tailed sperm. While this whole scene is happening, this is like a parallel scene going on where sticky breaks in and then 
frees Rick and then has the square up with the queen when he when she I don't Sticky's a boy or I don't fucking I don't know. know. So Sticky ends up hitting the button and the button released Morty or what did the button do again? I don't know. I forget what the button did, but either way, it was it was freeing more Rick and Morty and they had their guns back out. So that allowed them to start fucking up all the all the sperm. So that's going on. And then we're also seeing the perspective from the war room again with the president, Summer, the sperm doctor and Beth. And they're about to enact the plan that that Summer really came up with to use an egg in Las Vegas to attract all these sperm and then shoot it into outer space and basically get rid of all these quote unquote aliens. Why they call the president in the first place is they're standing there in the laboratory or whatever. The queen sperm's done, but they hear a rumbling and they go outside and they see that it's a bunch of sperm hmm. just all stampeding towards this egg. And they're like, egg, what the hell is that? So then they radio in to the prez and they, yeah, this is the conversation. Uh, like pretty genius idea, but you know, we got your uh, granddaughter's egg and mm-hmm. we're about to launch it into space. And that just makes it worse because Morty just gets on there and it was like, you know, Prez, that is not horse sperm. This is straight up my sperm. And do not let that sperm get to my sister's egg. That was a fucking wild turn, especially because they shut Summer down about the plan earlier. Why they used her egg and how they, I mean, and why they blew it up that big. I, I don't know why they used Summers. That's interesting. Yeah. It just makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Some people were really, really bothered by that. They were like the fact that an incest baby like that exists is just gross, not funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> just get the uncomfortableness out of the way. And it is like, oh, my God. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. But so when Rick and Morty are talking about this plan, right, they're letting the president know about the incest potential incest baby. That's when the Chuds make their appearance in the episode and they capture Rick and Morty, destroy the walkie talkie and then take them down to the underground empire. Which is amazing. I loved every second of it. And people were saying that it was just too random and so much random shit was thrown together. I don't know. I, I loved it. I mean, they were talked about it earlier. They bring it up now. I wanted to see the Chuds. I thought it was going to be like the mermaids where we weren't going to see them. Yeah, but we did. And it was amazing. And the Chud King is pissed because why? Rick fucked his daughter. What else is new? The princess. Do you have her name written down? I didn't put it down. Ponietta. Ponietta. And what does she she calls Rick? Rico. Uh, Rico is the father. So this is like the basic, you know, King captures the prisoners. He's about to execute them. But as the ropes around them, tying them up, the princess makes the appearance, says she they can't kill him because she's pregnant with Rico's baby. And then the random dude in the audience is like, the prophecy has been fulfilled. Did anyone drop the scroll? He's like, that's mine. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Another amazing feat. I was dying at that. <laughs> Another part that I liked is when the king finds out, he's like, I have a son. Rick goes, and I have a drinking problem. <laughs> substance <laughs> abuse problem. Yeah, substance <laughs> abuse problem. Also, as this is going on, we see the end of the war room scene. And this is where the pre- after the president found out about the incest baby and the communication got cut off, looks at the I can't I didn't I still haven't put his name to memory. Doctor what? the sperm dog shibubu shibubu he starts ringing him out saying like this is your fault you messed this whole thing up and then he goes no need to panic i have a very simple solution as he steps up onto the ledge see you all in hell and he just fucking kills himself (laughs) yeah Yeah. way to go that's a good way to go god that was hilarious the little thump like two seconds later on the Mm -hmm. ground was great and you know there's a soldiers on this wall and they're putting all this looks like ky jelly up against the Mm -hmm. wall where'd you get all this it's vegas man um, and they have 
all of the Cirque du Soleil actors in the army too, like ready to fight. Magicians, acrobats, yeah, all yeah. these people that they're great. I actually laughed at the uh this sexist comment when they're on the wall right there mm. and the sperm are just having no trouble. They're having all the trouble in the world getting through the wall as the army soldiers are just gunning them all down. And then Beth points out one rolling up with like TNT on him. Mm -hmm. And she goes, uh, like, is that something we need to be worried about? And the soldier goes, honey, let the men handle this. And it just <laughs> blows everything the fuck up. I think we know a thing or two about <laughs> killing sperm. Like, obviously you don't. And I mean, yeah, that's amazing. There's so many people like that. Honey, just take yeah. a seat. I got this. <laughs> And then just proceed to embarrass themselves. Then they pull a little um, Avengers one that Beth and Summer when they're going to get their own shit done where they jump onto the flying sperm that are going to the egg and they yeah. ride them, you know, like uh, Black Widow does. I honestly, I wrote that down as it looked like the Star Wars uh, speeder scene from like the OG Star Wars. Yeah, both of them. So all of the humans are starting to lose because the bomb sperm opened up path for them and they're all rushing into where the egg is. And then that's when the chuds and Rick and Morty show up to save the day. And then the president drops the line about how Rick ended the century long feud with humans, which was so cool. <laughs> yeah. We need more manpower. What about horsepower? <laughs> and they just come in and just destroying everything. I like how they were like, were bipedal too. They just walked on their back yeah, two right? legs and had swords for their first two hooves. They fucked shit up too. And right before they go into action, those summer and Beth pull up right under the egg and summer has the line mom i promise to use condoms even when it's only butt stuff yeah right and then that kicks off the whole horses entering and then it's just like this insanely well animated montage of just the whole battle and there's nothing we can really say about it it's just the like you said all the acrobats like all these all the people from vegas the magicians ripping out an eye and he has that <laughs> weird monologue is this your heart yeah. i know you don't have a heart but like blah, blah, blah. yeah but i'll ask again is this your heart yeah i thought it was good not much to say there. That was just a cool scene. Yeah, um, just all that war, and I loved it. I mean, there's so much like little shit even in the background, like they always do in those big scenes. Yeah, the amount of work that must go in to animate that 20 second clip I know. is That's, just crazy. I I want to put you know respect on their name, credit where credit is due, because a lot of these episodes have just been straight action. The decoy war was just, fucking beautiful. Yes, and it was like all episode long, and mm -hmm. it was just nonstop. Episode one, Narnia, Morty just going in, destroying Narnia. Oh my God, that was such a good episode. Take me back to Mister Nimbus. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I was. I was kind of hesitant in the beginning, and then I was like, "No, I love this guy." I just loved the Narnia subplot. That might be my singular favorite plot of this entire series of season so far. Yeah, it's up there, definitely. Yeah. So this kind of ends with the queen sperm crawling up the pyramid to the egg and sticky you know comes in saves a day and morty's like oh yeah sticky and then what's he do except go right in and like <laughs> plop. yeah and he's like oh fuck <laughs> that was unexpected yeah. i didn't think it was gonna go that way but is this your favorite line coming up yes this is my favorite line right here because as soon as sticky goes right into the egg summer whips out the rpg and is about to destroy the egg and the president stops her and he says that's a human life. And this is an election cycle. <laughs> you are not killing, not that. killing that. I was fucking dying at that because that's the second time he like specifically actioned something based on elections and like being the president. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause in the, I forget what was the context of the last time when he said, Oh, it was the, um, it was the decoys where he's like, Oh, how many other States even voted for me? I don't care. Yeah. yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's so good. And I mean, he was all about killing these monsters, destroying things. Soon as that sperm entered that egg, that is a human life. Yeah. We have a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. So ridiculous. 
So good. So since the president stopped Summer from destroying the egg, the scientists send it off into space and it's going to be the end credit scene. But the only other couple things that happen to close out this episode are Blazin's wife shows up, now a widow, and talks to Morty. That's a crazy conversation because she just wants him to say, was he wearing my thong? Yeah. And like, you got to tell me the truth. Like, I really think he was. Like, he, should, he shouldn't have been ashamed. Yeah. Like, I loved him and all he burdened. Yeah, he was wearing it. Oh, that fucking sicko. <laughs> just an unnecessary scene, but it's just, you, you know, blazing backstory, I guess. What are the chances that we get a ghost blazing somehow and it comes back to Morty like, what the fuck? You told my wife. Like I wanna, zero. I want a blazing and Jaguar in the same episode. Oh, <laughs> they, that'd be good. They man. Would be able to, isn't Jaguar dead? Jaguar? No, no, no. He's alive. Oh, he, he lived? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because remember the, yeah, the end is. credit scene is is like you know Rick and Morty about to die, and then who comes in but Jaguar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, that would have been funny if they were both dead and they came back together for something. You know, there could be an all-out war, like an interdimensional Rick versus Rick war, where mm-hmm. they call upon all of you know Jaguar and fuck yeah, everybody. Sign me up, man. Okay, and then the last actual thing that happens before we hit the credits is Rick and the princess of the Chud people. They get together they start making out rick's like i'm gonna commit you boo i'll have your kid i'll raise him whatever i love kissing you i love kissing your horse teeth it's like licking tile <laughs> so ridiculous. and then she cuts off the makeout session and says oh my god like uh, i'm pregnant like it's gonna happen right now and when she gives birth first of all rick's baby horse is fucking the shit i love I the blue hair just looking at him but it just digs right into the ground and then they have the the whole awkward conversation where she just says yeah they come out ready to go and then it, they just part yeah all right take care <laughs> yeah yeah and then you know rick and morty are staying at each other and all of a sudden they pull out a staples that was easy button <laughs> and you know roll credits i i liked it i thought the episode was hysterical i saw somebody say like what an episode to introduce the show to your parents yeah right i agree with that mm-hmm. maybe not that but i loved it yeah and to make it worse is that incest scene we kind of been mentioning earlier where in space, the U.S. astronauts just working on a random satellite, and then the and then the Morty's baby can breathe in space for some reason, and is just extremely huge, and just comes over and just fucks him up. As weird as it is, that's like an incest baby. I kind of wanted it to be one of those things that came back later, if it was going to do anything, you know, like a oh, yeah. different episode. It's probably done, right? Like I don't think we'll see that again. Right? Well, that's the thing about this season. So, like I was saying, they introduced one episode, and then. They don't die, and it's not really resolved at the end of the episode. So, you know, episode one of this season, Mr. Nimbus. Mm-hmm. Episode two was the decoys. We had Mr. Always Wants to Be Hunted. And he goes, oh, what? Do we tee you up or something? I don't yeah, get it. Yeah. Uh, episode three, we had Planetina. And now episode four, we could have this incest baby. Or anybody from the Chud Nation, too, as well. Yeah. 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 So they they could really be teeing it up for some big season finale that I think people are going to like the slowness of these episodes. I really hope it'll be worth it. It'll have a payoff. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I'm also okay with that incest baby never being seen again, but that was <laughs> fucking creepy. I don't, why can it breathe in space? That doesn't fucking make any sense. I don't know. In so- ter- even in context of the Rick and Morty universe, I, I a little bit more neat was needed there, but yeah, that pretty much does the episode. As you could tell when we were covering it a little bit, I'm sure me and you are, I mean, I'm very confident me and you are liked this episode more than the average viewer. Again, I'm a little bit lower on it than you. It's always fun to just talk quotes and laugh at them, but it, it really wasn't the greatest episode. I don't know how quick I am to watch this one again, but it wasn't one I wish was deleted. 
mm. in by any means. I honestly, I think I'd give this episode like an eight, eight and a half. Honestly, I thought the jokes per minute were just there mm-hmm. and I loved it and they were good too. It was like, to me, they were hitting. And if I get if some people, they didn't like that jokes because it, it was, you know, crude, I guess, or, mm-hmm. or crass or they made them uncomfortable, but I thought it was great. And I just want to reiterate that, you know, Rick and Morty is a sitcom. It is a situational comedy, which the whole point is week to week. The episodes aren't supposed to rip late. So that being said, they do have the ongoing like season finale. What am I looking for? They have the, the climax where they do bring that in, you know, like how I met your mother. Mm-hmm. They'll have they'll make progress on like the mother at the season finale of every episode. But that's what makes it so good is the ongoing long term storyline only rears its head every once in a while during a season. I love that stuff. I want it. Like, don't get me wrong. The Rick Lannis episode where all the Ricks and Mortys were in there. Mm-hmm. That was driving the storyline. I love that, too. But I don't think you should discredit one episode that has great writing just because it doesn't have the ongoing storyline. I do think that the lack of main story is, first of all, you know, something I wish is there more than most people. But I don't think that's people's biggest criticism about this. I think it was just all the the content of what the adventure was for this episode, which I get. But again, grow up. Who cares? Yeah, I thought it was hysterical. And we've said it a few times this season, even talking about it. You know, Rick is messing up a little bit. Mm -hmm. He's not really as in control as he was through like two or three. But like even thinking back to season one, the whole Cronenberg, the love potion that he gave to Morty that destroyed that timeline he fucked it up because he just didn't think it was flu season that is like a very highly regarded rick and morty episode and he messed up simple again and i don't know you can go to like the purge episode where he gets his portal gun taken by like a little girl meanwhile he can fight god i definitely saw some of those complaints again pop up about rick not being that powerful again which is you know, he ran out of ammo for that one gun, didn't use his portal gun at all. Didn't really seem like he whipped out tech at all. He didn't. And I think he whipped out like that small blaster every once in a while. But yeah. that was it. And I think this is going to go back to a thing, especially because we didn't see a portal gun, that this isn't our Rick and Morty. I fucking hope so. That'd be really cool. I think everybody's going to look back on these first four episodes and be so much happier if the payoff is more than just it wasn't real yeah it needs to be something i will agree with people that people are expressing how they hated these episodes and i will say that i won't i'll agree with them i won't like these episodes if season five doesn't explain all of this stuff. something yeah yes but like we were talking about if it does i think there's going to be a huge payoff Mm -hmm. i totally agree I, i really want that to be something but i will also say that at least i vividly remember for season four last season that the first half and the second half of the season felt completely different where episode five feels like a mid-season break usually they usually try and do something crazy because i think in real life they also take a couple weeks off so it's like the writer's way of saying like put a big episode five out there so i have high hopes because i think episode five of season wasn't episode five of season four the train episode when they like, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, which like or shattered my fucking world. Five or six, yeah. Yeah, okay, one, one of, of them, yeah. So I think we're hitting the midpoint. So I'm expecting something crazy to happen over these next two episodes. I don't know if we have a break. We'll check on that for the next time we podcast. But really hoping that after the next one, we can say it was a really, really solid first half of season five. 
I already said my rating. I'll give it an eight, Luke. Just for reference, I would have given last week's episode, which was my least favorite of the season, like a five point two. I gave it. Like, I give it a, a hard five. That's like as low as I'll use. I think I would. I would have ever envisioned myself going on a Rick and Morty episode. This one was probably closer to like a solid six, like which still is lower than the majority of what I'll rate some. But mm-hmm. anything six or above is always going to be watchable when it's in the Rick and Morty scale. We say it every time, like no matter what we give its rating, it's Rick and Morty and it is good. So can't talk enough about this show, but I think that's going to do it for us guys. If you like what you heard, our podcast also covers the brand new show, Loki uh, shadow and bone WandaVision season five of the magicians, Amazon's the boys. We cover a lot of really good stuff. And if you're on the worldwide web, give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter and hit subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. Also, check us out on BingetownTV.com and look out for that Patreon Mm -hmm. that is up and about. We also have merch. So check us out, man. Once again, we are Benchtown TV. Thank you so much for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.